All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are here with my good friend Michelle. I didn't even get, get to make sure I got this right. Sony, is that right? Oh, you can correct me. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Awesome. And he is here. He says to help us optimize our physical and mental health against any odds, things, any circumstances you might have in your life. Is that correct? Can you do that for us today? That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. I can help you with that. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see in this next episode of the Authority Project. All right. We are here. We are back, and we are still live with Michelle Sony. I, I had to let him know. I had to do a little bit, a little bit of a workout before I got here, so I can prepare for you today. <laughs> <laughs> so, enough of the jokes. So here we are. Uh, please tell us right now before we even start with the with the with the with the program here. Tell us first more about you personally and then professionally. Personally, I would say that. Um, personally, I would say that my. Life was really rough when I was a child. Uh, I'm saying rough because I had a rough time with my education. So considering my education, I was not good. Um, I wasn't getting good grades. And I was also in a family where my sister used to score pretty well. So Mm -hmm. that started off as a point of comparison always. Like I was told to be like my sister, to study like her, to be smart like her, to be open-minded and talk to other people like her. So... It was always a point of comparison. And later on, um, until ninth standard, like when I reached ninth grade and my final exams were coming, by that particular time, I had already become a silent kid because of the continuous comparisons and everything. So I had stopped sharing my own opinions. I had started to keep everything for myself. I didn't like to justify even if I'm getting low grades because I didn't feel the reason to justify. So in ninth grade, again, I got low results, but Side by side, my parents had uh, decided that they'll send me to a boarding school in India so that I'll have to live independently and I'll have to, uh, they expected that when I'll be in that environment, I'll be more smart, I'll get better grades and being independent, I'll learn many more things. But it went completely different from what they had expected when I had gone to India in a boarding school. The people were completely different. The students which were there completely different and I didn't feel uh, comfortable in that environment. So if I'll have to uh, tell it pretty much shortly, so the people had a completely different body language. They they, were completely different from what I was. The way they spoke, uh, their language was same as mine, of course. The language was same, but the words which they spoke, they were cursing at each other. They were having a different body language and all of that was uncomfortable for me. So I was uncomfortable in that environment and on the sixth day itself, I got beat up for no reason. So I got beat up and that started to develop fear in me. And that also was the beginning of the bullying phase in my life. And that phase went very severe in the coming two months. It just kept increasing and increasing. They started teasing me because I was different from them. Uh, My habits, my body language, everything was different. So I was having a rough time and that's basically where my fitness journey began. I started off just by doing some two or three exercises, to be honest. I didn't know anything about fitness. 
all i could do was try to recall from the movies like if there was any exercise i saw like any heroes or someone do i was just trying to copy that with my own knowledge i i wasn't comfortable approaching anyone to ask also because i was so alone already because of the experiences i started exercising whenever i was alone and uh, just within two weeks i had got caught again like i i was spotted by someone doing the exercise between like i used to exercise between the buses behind the football field so that no one would see me but i got spotted one day on that like literally triggered everybody and they started making fun of me in worse ways and they started teasing me for that as well immediately i had given up because uh, that was just a new initiative or a new objective in my life that okay i'm going to build a body so that the reason i started fitness was because i felt like maybe because i was extremely extremely skinny regardless of the language or anything i felt like because i was skinny that's the reason why they were trying to use me and like make fun of me and stuff so i started exercising for that reason but i gave up because i was spotted and being teased even more severely mm-hmm. so after that after that the teasing went on for about one or two months again and it just started to go rough and rough and i went into a much darker place but again after two months like it, it was always about the self talk because i didn't have any friends nobody was talking to me in the hostel if i tried mm-hmm. to talk to someone they would instead try to threaten me like you know why are you saying this or something like that so i wasn't comfortable in that environment and in all that situations all i could do was self talk like talk to myself and that used to go bad of course like i used to ask my questions such as you know like what's your purpose of living if you're not good for education if you're not good at anything mm-hmm. so it was going into a very bad place and um but eventually like self realization does give you certain good things as well so you are supposed to cling on to them so the good thing which i had in mind was this time uh, it was that you know if everybody is already teasing me so why should i stop exercising maybe i can exercise and then be teased so at least that's going to make sense so for that reason i started exercising once again and but this time it was going to be like for releasing anger like it was all about frustration i had a bad attitude towards exercising at that time <laughs> Did you have did you, did you have this revenge factor in inside of you at that point? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I had I had the revenge factor. I was like, you know, this time I'm going to work out. Let them spot me. Like if they if they'll say something much, I'll I'll exercise more or something. Because I was insecure. I was really insecure. I knew that I was in their yard. It was like it was their place. I was new. So if at all I messed with one person, like five or six, I was going to because on the sixth day itself when I had got beat up, it was a group. and i was being beat up by one person and none of them did anything so i knew that it was all this group uh gangs and all these stuffs there like not gangs but groups yeah so, so, so let me let me ask you where, where was your family in all this when you're going through this phase of, of bullying was, was it anyone you can talk to or was it just it was just basically you against the world uh i was here in uh, fujaira in united arab emirates until 9th standard and this is where my parents had also stayed so uh my parents decided to send me to a boarding school in india to be independent so none of them were in india like my parents stayed here and my sister was in another hostel and i never felt like bothering her she also went she went into hostel in 11th standard she went before me but i never contacted her like because i didn't feel like that and so um i was alone i had nobody to talk to i had nobody to consult or ask advice and i already told you that by the time i reached teachers no one no one no one in there no teachers or uh, there were teachers in the hostel there were wardens like there were six or seven teachers in the hostel 
and uh, two of them were sports three of them were sports uh, faculties and the others were like chemistry maths and stuff but i never felt like going to them and telling them because in my mind i also also had this fear that you know if i'll go and complain to them it's going to come back at me like when the students will get to know about this i'm going to be screwed right. and they'll make sure that the next time they'll tease me or do something i'll not be in a situation to complain once again right so i didn't want to go into that worst stage and um so this time i was telling you that it was all about the revenge like it was all about that uh, harsh approach towards exercising that's what i was doing uh, i did it for a few weeks i did it for like maybe for 3 or 4 weeks and after that like that's when my life really changed like just when the things in my life were going worse worse and worse uh, there were times where i really questioned my existence and on this stage like when i said i completed 3 or 4 weeks of regular working out in that bad attitude things good started like good things started to happen in my life so i was there in the library one day and uh, i went to the other shelves of like the books and um, i was just going through the books usually i used to just take sketching books because i had this habit of doodling because mm-hmm. in the classrooms my mind was lost in the hostel my mind was lost because of all these stress and problems all i used to do was like scribble on the table or something so whenever we had the library period in school i used to check out the art books and stuff but that particular day i went to the other shelves like where the other books were i didn't like novels or anything so uh it was a challenge for me to go and try to search for some other books because i was bored so i did and i got my hands on a book which was basically stacked like the, the books were stacked vertically but that book was hidden behind so nobody could reach to that but my hand was inside like trying to check one by one all the books so i got my hands on that and i took it out and i read like okay now get this fact i was just 15 years old the book mm. was behind all the other books the book the book is called the secret okay so 15 years old that just started to like wire everything inside my brain like okay hidden secret and stuff <laughs> and uh, so i took it out that caught my interest i read the back side of the book and that caught my interest even more because it was telling that you can achieve anything in your life you can attract the good stuff and everything i opened up the content page just to be sure it's not a novel and i was sure about it then i issued the book and i started to read the book whenever i was alone i i didn't want to read the book whenever somebody was watching me because i wanted to keep it their secret okay so, so t- t- tell me again, the title of this book again what's the name name of this book the secret. the secret secret oh okay yeah yeah so did you did you read it then then hide it again in once you once you yes, stop reading definitely oh, okay. uh okay. when i issued the book from the library i took it back to my room and i hid it under my uh, like under my inside my cupboard under my clothes so that okay. nobody can ever spot it wow. and i used to read it only when i was alone like i knew it was the secret and it was for me i got my hands on it yeah so at that particular time i really needed that desperate change in my life and so uh, reading the titles of the book and the message which the book was giving i was really interested in trying to change my life so i started practicing like gradually i started reading the book page by page and um that started to explain many things in my life like although i started practicing the secret in a little strange ways i tried to close the door without getting up i tried to make it rain some day and stuff like i practiced all these things and mm-hmm. whenever it did work it used to feel like magic it used to feel like i'm a superhuman i'm going to fix my life now yeah so it used yeah. to really get my interest i was always interested in magic and this was at a whole another level wow so 
I started practicing the secret. I understood that where I was wrong, why I wasn't making friends in the hostel was because I was focusing how different they were. Uh, the way I was approaching exercise was also wrong. And so I started exercising for myself rather than trying to take revenge or trying to get my frustration out. And I started to smile a little more. I started to laugh a little more just for the sake, you know, to feel happy. That attracted friends in my life. I started to make a friend circle and my education just skyrocketed because I I stopped focusing on my previous bad results in school. So that's how everything started to fix for me. I became the art captain in my school. Education improved. Friend circle got improved. So it was all good. Yeah. Wow. And then I went on to a university. Uh, I got I got admission in a in a university which was for bachelors in architecture. Mm-hmm. And uh, architecture because I was interested in computers and I was interested in uh, uh, creativity like drawing and stuff so it was a blend of both nicely together but of course uh, my first interest was in fitness because fitness became like a permanent part for me for three years in school life I was just practicing it and I started to love that sport mm. so I did ask my parents like you know let me go to the army navy or air force like that's yeah. my, that's my side <laughs> and right, right. my mother said like no you're my only son and stuff so she got <laughs> emotional with that okay so uh, bachelor's in architecture was my choice. I went into a university. I started to immediately. I started to make good friends. My education was again very good in the school, uh, in the university. My faculties loved me. I got into a relationship with someone, and uh, like life started to really set up so good. I was just appreciating and loving my life to a very like another level. Like that I just good. enjoyed yeah. everything. Awesome. So it just changed so good, and. Every day was filled with excitement, like waking up, exercising, like in, in university, I got my hands on internet as well. So that's when I started researching about fitness a bit more because passion, it was already there. Now it was try to, you know, get more knowledge about it. Right. So the whole first year of my uh, college, I started to read about everything and, you know, life was all good. When I got into my second year and it was the third semester, basically, I just got I had attended almost like two or three weeks of the third semester. Uh, third semester, when my sister had got like st- my sister was going to get engaged, so we had a big celebration in India. And uh, so for that reason, my parents came into India. We had a good celebration, and it was then like probably after a week after my it was my last day for my father to stay in India because he was going to come back for his job here. So he called me over for uh, over for a family dinner at the house. So I left. I was living in the hostel again in university because my parents used to stay here. So I went to the house. I saw a very cool motorcycle standing in front of the house, and I started requesting that you know let me try it out. Uh, at that time, like let me just tell you about the whole environment of that place. We were living. We had our house in a very deserted place. It was a newly settling colony. And so very less people were there. It was winter time. It was the month of November in 2014. And uh, so it was deserted. It was quite deserted and it was already dark. It was 7.30 when I reached home and I started requesting for the motorcycle just to try it out. And after repeatedly asking, somehow I got the permission. I went for a small ride, just two or three lanes across the house I was. And I parked the bike because I was getting a phone call. When I parked the motorcycle beside the road, that's where I was, simultaneously I was hearing a high-speed car sound. So the moment I removed my phone from my pocket and trying to see like who gave me a call, I got a missed call. So at that same moment, I could hear the sound increasing. So I turned back just to see. 
and when i turned back i saw this big white color suv chasing right towards me like it was coming right towards me high speeding oh god and i was beside the road i was not even on the road so but i didn't have a chance to react to that i didn't have a chance to move out of the way or anything no, no. and uh, like bam the accident happened the car hit the bike on which i was sitting the bike went uh, meters away on the road and i basically went from the left side of the road to the center of the road like two lanes across i was found oh. in the center of the road oh my god the guy who hit me never stopped like he just hit me and went and What? the place was deserted so i had little hopes to be ah. saved and uh, on the perpendicular side of that incident there was a guard like we we had a guard of our area who used to take night rounds on his cycle just to ensure safety and security you know that incident yeah hold on a second you just got me everything was everything was rosy and 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 great and cloud you know the clouds were were lifted off your life <laughs> and you just hit me with like some drama that i was not expecting wait wait a minute here <laughs> so how how fast did you did you have any time to react to that to it to that to that car were you, were you unconscious what what happened there as soon as the car hit the last thing which i remember until today is only the white color suv that's that's wow. all i remember wow. after that i was i didn't know where i like <laughs> after that the next time when i woke up was in the hospital wow. which was probably after 2 months so i didn't two know what happened months. for 2 months wow so whatever happened is because thankfully that guard was there who saw the incident happening and okay. he rushed to save me wow so all the experiences of people who were there with me after that this is the stitched experience which i am telling you what actually happened so so how so, many like Any broken bones were you in, in a coma what what what, what, what had I was completely fixed? unconscious <laughs> wow. I was completely unconscious and since I told you from the left side of the road to the center of the road and yeah. we had like we we had one uh, strip of like bushes in the middle of the road and it was uh, it was having this cement pillars on the edges as well uh. so I was found laying on one of the cement pillars which was broken into three pieces Oh and like the doctors found out that there were no scratches on my body only my face was completely unrecognizable like there were my face was not recognizable wow. it was completely covered in blood oh so that says it all it was a face first impact and the pillow was broken into three i have 40 fractures in my face wow so um because of that yeah so that's how the accident happened that's the damage which which happened and face first so even today my face is not symmetrical and there are many medical issues which i'm going through even today but that's a different thing how i'm dealing with them today mm. um yeah is, so that that's basically what happened in the accident is there still pain today uh, that you that you suffer from no no okay well that's good no that's pain good. That's but good. there's no pain but i'm uh, i'm at this point like the doctors have told me because when the surgery was going on the surgery went for 7 days when i was finally taken to the correct hospital first i was taken to another hospital but they started performing surgery but as soon as they performed the first cut right here they saw the skull completely broken they just said that they couldn't do it they stopped wow. right there wow and that's the moment where we had to decide where, what had to be done so my parents and like my father's friend somebody had suggested that that's a better hospital let's take him there okay i was taken there the surgery was performed uh, performed for 7 days and uh, we had a choice that they could either put steel plates in my face or they could put titanium plates 
now the condition was that steel plates would be a bit more affordable but mm-hmm. we'll have to perform another surgery to take it out after it recovers but titanium plates can it can stay in my head so that's what my parents chose ultimately because they didn't want another surgery on my face yeah for 7 days the doctor just kept telling that you know he's not going to be safe we are just trying so that's how the 7 days went for my parents it was really hard after 7 days the doctor came out to finally say that he's safe he's not conscious but he's safe and he will be alive the damages we do not know that will get to know after he becomes conscious so when i became conscious uh, i was there in the icu for i was there in the icu for a total of 4 months in the hospital mm. and after after the first one or two months i opened up my eyes and i could see my parents in front of me like of what, course what, crying what was yeah what was that like were you, were you like like stunned that you were in the in in this hospital for two months what, what <laughs> was that feeling question. like that's a good question that's a good question now uh, i'm trying to go very fast on my story so that i can cover all yeah. of it I did I did tell you that I was trying to cover uh I I did tell you that in 10th standard I found positivity so that became a permanent part of my life wow. what also became a permanent part was my character my okay. character was always to smile laugh and like you know chill out with everybody but also I had developed this character along with positivity that you know I never liked seeing people crying or stressed or upset or anything of that sort even if it's a stranger I would try to go and talk and make him laugh or something Yeah. So the moment when I opened my eyes I was there in the hospital now that's a good question because as soon as I opened my eyes I knew I was in a hospital I very well <laughs> knew I was in a hospital yeah. I was completely like properly conscious and I could understand everything I understood that there was something around half of my face because I couldn't see with one of my eyes and I could I I also understood that my jaw was locked because I tried opening my mouth but it wasn't opening it was strange mm-hmm. at first Yeah. but i understood okay fine no problem cannot speak got it and <laughs> both of both of my hands were tied to the stretcher and um, so i understood that i was in the hospital but yeah. the moment i woke up it just took me 5 or 6 seconds to think about all these things only that much after mm. that i saw my parents crying and i was like okay i need to stop them i need to make them smile so yeah. that's where i started trying to wave with my tied the hand which was tied I tried to smile and everything but they just weren't stopping they just kept yeah. crying more and more yeah. so they were happy of course it was all tears of happiness that i woke up finally after two months of sleep and uh, so i completely remembered everything i knew uh, everything because after two days my parents like my mother was standing in front of my face trying to ask me who am i who am i <laughs> my jaw was locked but i tried to say mummy somehow right. and so she started like she started crying and stuff so the recovery went on and everybody like everybody from my college everybody from my university had come to meet me while i was there in the icu wow. my juniors my seniors my faculty so i was overwhelmed with that um you you were overwhelmed because you didn't have that in your earlier in your earlier life like exactly where's all this exactly. love and compassion coming from yeah got it yeah. you you got that perfectly right So basically what I used to happen was from one school to another when I went from this school which is here to an school in India the boarding school none wow. of the friends had texted me like they didn't even ask me where have you gone wow. like for years so wow. I felt neglected I felt like friendships not real and wow. from boarding school when I went to university I was again the same thing happened like none of them messaged me my best friends to anybody none wow. of them so 
while I was experiencing this, this was a lesson which I learned in my life that, you know, people do care about you and they'll show up when they can. Maybe they cannot text you or something, but they do care. So I was overwhelmed. And uh, after four months in the ICU, my mother requested to allow the, like, ask the doctors to allow me to have bed rest at house. She wanted to take care of me with her own hands. So while I was there in the uh, ICU, the doctors also explained that I had lost blood from my brain. So it should be 12 grams of blood in the brain, but it was gone down to seven grams because of the bleeding. Mm. So in four months in the ICU, it had gone up to like around nine grams. And for one week, my mother took care of me, only my mother in the house, all by herself. And then we had to go after one week to have my checkup and everything again. So the results came out and my blood count had gone from nine grams to directly 11 grams. So like the doctors were shocked. My mother was shocked also. But that taught me a lesson that, you know, your mother knows best for you. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, after that, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, after that, uh, like over the months, over the, over the weeks, over the months, I also got to know about the medical conditions that I was going through. Slowly and gradually, I got to know. Just one day when I was listening to music, trying to listen to music for the first time after the accident. So I was listening to music, but the music wasn't right. So while I was trying to just remove the earplugs and check. So this is how I removed. Like I removed it from one ear and from the other ear, I was removing with the same hand. Mm. That's when I noticed that this ear wasn't hearing the music. That's why it was weird. Mm. So like there were incidents like these, how I was getting to know what were the damages because of the accident. I got to know that I couldn't hear from the left ear. One day when I was trying to smell one of the best dishes my mother had cooked, I couldn't smell it. And that's when I got to know that I couldn't smell. Uh, one day, my mother noticed that when I was looking at her, like, I don't know if you can see this in the camera. I don't know if that happened actually in this life. But whenever I used to look forward or up or somewhere like that at particular angles, one of my eyes used to just elevate somewhere else out of control. Uh -huh. So my mother noticed that and she was asking me why I'm doing that. But I didn't know that was happening. Okay. So that basically happened because my eye had shifted backwards. My right eye had shifted backwards. Um, because of that, I had double vision. So we had surgeries for that. Then I got these prism specs, which basically now helped me uh, get that double vision somewhat together. I cannot see properly, completely 100%, but I can manage everything properly. So I had double vision. Uh, the another medical condition which my doctor neurosurgeon doctor who performed the surgery told me was that since the brain had lost lots of blood it had also swollen up and the swelling was such that like when I was admitted in the hospital for the first time my face was double the size of a human face like shattered and double the size mm -hmm. so that was the severity of the accident and uh, the doctors explained that because of this swelling there's going to be a medical condition for my whole life that I'm never going to be allowed to have any serious emotions. Like they, they were basically trying to tell me never to be angry, upset, stressed, have like overly joyed or happy. Uh, they just wanted me to be neutral because they said that if any of these emotions I would go through, it would bring a swelling in my brain back again. And I would have to change my medications, probably get admitted in the hospital. They said no it was going to be a permanent. <laughs> and that's no way they to said live. It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I felt like. I felt like they were trying to ask me to become a robot. Right. So that's how I put it. Right. And um, 
because obviously if you have feelings you're going to go through these emotions and you cannot stop like you cannot have just no feelings right um what about so relationships did, you said you had a relationship is it was that before the accident or before the accident yes how, i was in how, a relationship how, how, did, how did that play out I, I, that's just in my head i am so sorry but that is in my head and i didn't want to talk about it but i was like let me just ask fine. about the relationship because right. two months of being in the bed you know you feel like right. you know you you you, you oh. feel the you feel the worse right so you know, it's been it's been years since someone had asked me that question i'm glad you asked me <laughs> it's fine i can answer that so basically uh it's ironical uh, just before the accident there was like probably two two weeks or something and we were having a very big argument and mm-hmm. we had basically stopped talking to okay. each other okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when okay. the accident happened and she got to know about it she she became very emotional and she started writing diaries because she couldn't meet me or talk to me while i was asleep okay. so she she started writing those diaries for me that you know get well soon and i miss you and stuff oh, wow. all of the things so when okay. i recovered <laughs> the things were improved awesome. but uh, but i'll not say that like that was in the last stage like uh, obviously yeah. when i recovered we were in a relationship for a few months but then it ended because of other reasons right, uh, right. there was lack of understanding and stuff so it ended yeah. after that i got into another relationship with the crush which i had in my boarding school oh, and that okay. went on for a year and that also went bad afterwards like uh, i wouldn't say dished because that's a bad word i don't want to say it but the yeah. relationship wasn't good okay so yeah that ended but after that I got into a relationship just because of positivity like I started imagining the kind of partner I want mm. I've been there with her for almost 4 years and we are about to be engaged so all is wow. good now well, congrats congrats yes awesome yeah thank you okay okay so, so go ahead go about ahead. the I was telling you about the medical conditions so about the brain that was the last and final thing which I got to know about myself and uh, I was not a person who wanted to give up like that's completely true about me that's not, not made up or anything because i told you my childhood was really bad i was not good at education not good at anything anything and um when i did find positivity and my grades went high after that it was just me trying to chase everything in my life like i was i just wanted to be unstoppable i wanted everything yeah and when i had the accident yes there was a pause because one day i was standing in front of the mirror as well and i noticed myself that you know i've lost all the gains i yeah. i before the accident i was i was having a decent body and yeah. after the accident that day i was standing in front of the mirror not in a not in my complete good state i had that uh, nasal pipe in my nose because my yeah. jaw was locked yeah. but i wanted to see myself when i saw yeah. i was shocked i was yeah, completely that, shocked that was my next question rib cage. yeah <laughs> that was my I next question my rib about cage. you physical yeah yeah I saw my rib cage I saw the bones like in my arms like no muscle zero muscle seriously wow. I just didn't know who I was <laughs> while seeing that and uh, but immediately I snapped back out of it because uh, for 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 about a minute or so I did feel bad that you know four years of hard work all gone uh, but immediately I just snapped back that you know instead of just crying maybe I can start working so you, uh, believe so you me hit, I was at be- rock bottom I want everybody yeah. to understand that you're at rock bottom because all those gains all those all that progress was done and and taken from you in a, in an instant and how you got out of that well 
tell us how you got out of that. That's just um, how to get over that mentally. Just, just, um, just uh, how did I get out of that? So basically, I was telling you that when I was looking at myself uh, in the mirror that day, I was supposed to have bed rest. I, I basically just took support of the wall just to get to that room to see myself mm-hmm. because I couldn't even stand. I felt dizzy as soon as I stood up that time for the first time. Um, immediately, like I told you, after having all that upset and you know feeling bad that I lost it, immediately I just had this thing in mind that rather than crying, because I really hated what I was seeing in the mirror. I hated it. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to change that so desperately and I was all focused. Like I knew that instead of crying, moaning, complaining about what happened, I wanted to just get over it and start the progress from today. So yeah. I was supposed to have bed rest, but from the cupboard, I took out my resistant band and I put it under my legs and I started curling. I started looking in the uh, like in the mirror, like, like bones just trying to work <laughs> out for myself. Uh, but yeah, that's how I like I was completely determined. My mother came inside that room to scold me after that. She was like, what the hell are you doing? You're supposed to have bed rest. You stupid kid and stuff. Like, I was having nasal pipe and band-aids. So like she was completely frightened seeing that like, as if I was, you know, sleepwalking. So you were just going back um, to your to your original routine of this is this is yeah. just me. This is solo me that I've learned in it's just not just for simple. fitness, yeah. not just for fitness. While I was there at the bed rest on the fifth month of my rest period, I realized that I was also in a university. Like that suddenly clicked in my head. Like I, what about my studies, dude? And I was about okay. to miss my third semester and I couldn't let that happen. Okay. So immediately I talked to my friends. They told me that exam was just one week ahead. And I, I didn't even attend the uh, semester, so I knew nothing, but I was stubborn. I told my parents that, you know, I'm going to give the exams. Like, if I if I need to be written as failed, fine, but not absent. Like, I'm not going to be marked absent. Wow. So I started being stubborn and stuff. That, that thankfully, first, my parents to talk to my sister. My sister talked to my university. They arranged a special question paper for me, just MCQ questions, which I just had to tick. And I was supposed to attempt that. I was standing in front of the college, my sister on my left, my mother on my right, just helping me to walk because I couldn't. Mm. They walked me until the college and inside my sister walked me to the room where I was supposed to give the exam. I gave the exam all by myself. Like, even I don't know how I passed it. I have no clue, but I passed (laughs) it. Okay. Uh, My friends were giving me offers that, okay, if he has any doubt, like they were telling my sister that just message us, we'll give you the answers from outside and stuff. Faculties were there to help me. Like they were saying that, you know, we'll give you the answers. Just ask us. We know what you have been through. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I just had that. I can do it by myself. And I did it. Got cleared in those exams. Got into the next semester without any delay in my education as well. So I was basically in high throttle just to get everything in everything back in my life. And I never felt like I was a strong believer of this. That you don't have to stop because of certain conditions. And how I put it together is... I had this motto in my mind that never give up regardless of the condition you're in. Everybody says never give up, but how I say it regardless of the condition, because you might be in the baddest place in your life, but it doesn't mean that you have to stop. It just means that you have to progress. So that's what I was doing. I was progressing, not trying to jump directly to the end. So Also, when I was able to stand and my doctors gave me permission to do some physical workouts and stuff, I started out with, I started off just by walking because one day when I suddenly started jogging, uh, tried to jog, uh, 
my face started to feel you know as if like my whole bones were bouncing and stuff in my face right. i didn't wanted to do that i slowly oh. started walking started yeah. brisk walking and then started jogging then started sprinting then started doing body weight workout then started doing gym and basically i was determined that the four year gains which i had lost i would bring back in months and i had a target in my mind that like four months to five months that's it just give me that time and right. when i got allowed to work out within three months i got the exact body which i had before the accident within three months wow okay so i want to fast forward here because i know we're, we're going to be up against it here but let me, let me just fast forward a little bit and maybe we can continue on with the story do you think you would be where you are today without these adversities in your life definitely not because i do feel that where i am today it's it's uh it's a learning from all the experiences which i've had in my life okay. and it's not just the it's not just the fact that those experiences were mine like i wouldn't say that i was lucky because i had these experiences i would <laughs> probably i would probably say that you know i was positive and i knew what to take out from those experiences and what not so mm-hmm. i have those medical conditions even today i still mm-hmm. have double vision i still cannot hear i can still cannot smell i still have that brain condition but i fixed it for myself like you know i i told myself that if happiness or joy is coming i let it out because you know it's a positive feeling whereas for the negative things like don't become angry stressed or anything i just changed my character a little bit i like mm-hmm. to make people laugh and stuff but someone used to make me angry i used to you know immediately get back at it like fire mm-hmm. back Right. but after the accident i developed a character that you know if someone is trying to make me angry or someone is trying to give me tension i'm just going to let them speak i'm going to just crack a joke after that i'm going to laugh with them they're going to laugh with me and we're going to be chill life is going to be good you kind of have yeah. to yeah that's, so, that's that's wild that's yeah that's wild um the fact that you can't smell tell tell how does that work in your life when when you that's is something that you you don't n- normally think about really about the sense of smell but how 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 does that affect affecting your life on a daily basis that you can't smell the, the the things that you used to smell before and you know you probably used to take take advantage of that possibly <laughs> definitely yeah. so i did tell you that positivity was a part of my life right yeah. so these medical conditions which i had these four conditions i knew that instead of trying to complain for anything which i was going through like my parents re- literally took me to almost 20 to 30 hospitals like i'm telling you that, that might be less than the actual number they took me to many hospitals just trying to get me the best cure for something like trying to fix my ear nose eyes something but nothing fixed but inside my head i had positivity so how i dealt with the smelling you know you try to think of it like it's all about the mindset it's a very good question because it's all about the mindset if you try to focus on a problem in the bad way you're going to cry about it you're going to complain about it feel tensed about it you know i had that positive attitude and how i took my smelling yes initially when i was trying to smell the food or someday when i was at the petrol pump trying to fill petrol in the car i love the petrol smell so mm. since i couldn't smell all that <laughs> since i couldn't smell all that it did feel bad like one or two times but immediately what i felt was that you know let's try to focus on the other side 
So I felt like it's actually an advantage that I cannot smell. And I seriously, even today, I feel happy because these problems just keep coming. Because like just a few days back, I was there in the office and the secretary was complaining so much that, you know, there's a very bad smell in the office and I just right. cannot bear it. Like everybody was complaining and I was like, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I'm in the gym, like I don't have to complain to the guy, like, you know, the gym is thinking, please fix something or something like that. I'm just doing my workout, doing my thing. Right, and right. for my ear, like it feels like, how did I deal with the ear? But that's also an advantage. Like I feel all the medical conditions are actually a blessing for me just to do better in my work. Right. Because in my college life and even in my office, what I do is like if I feel there is too much noise surrounding me and I'm not able to focus on my work, I, I just have to sit with one of my ears blocked like this. And with the other hand, I'm still working on the computer or on my mobile. So I feel like I'm unstoppable. Wow. So. I just made such good reasons to be happy about all of them. And even the brain condition was sorted out. So like I was at the best place. I do feel that the brain condition which the neurosurgeon doctor told me, it sounded impossible in the beginning, but that really is one of the best parts in my life. Like even today, that's the reason why I am who I am today. Like, you know, stress-free most of the time, at least like even if the stress is coming, I know how to deal it properly. I can deal it with a smile. If someone is trying to, you know, argue or someone is trying to fight about something, I know how to smile. I know how to fix that situation. So awesome. I learned yeah. it the hard way, but that's something which I'm also trying to teach other people. Right. Um, should I tell you what? I'm, <laughs> yeah. So I tell let's, you what let's, I'm, yeah. Let's let's go into like, because because obviously we want to dive into you know the the health and wealth and health the health and mental. Um, being mentally health, what am I trying to say? Mentally fit, health, healthy, right. right? So I want to sort of dive into your routine because you 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 make you have remarkable gains that you can that you have through your, your experience. Tell us first of all about first of all about eating habits, eating healthy, and and where that uh, where that um, uh, what, what, what am I trying to say? How that works the for you. Of that? How, how important, there you go, importance of that and what you do in your routine for that. Right. So uh, while I was there in the university, like I'll just tell you a little background, not too much. When I was there in the university, that's where I got my hands on the internet and mobile. Like I could keep everything in that hostel. So I started searching and like the first thing which made me feel sad is that, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a pure vegetarian. So gaining muscle was going to be very hard for me. That's what the internet said. Like animal <laughs> protein is your way to gaining muscle. And right. I couldn't do that. So I was really stressed out with that. But uh, I found my own ways because I literally have tried so many workout routines from YouTube. Yeah, you know, going through bodybuilding.com, going through YouTube, checking what other people are doing. I have tried almost everything in those in that particular time. But I didn't get results. And so the way how I found for myself is that I started eating the way how I felt like I read the science behind the nutrition and everything and I made my own diet I started eating the way how I knew that okay this might make me gain I started experimenting with so many foods like vegetarian foods I started experimenting with the way I exercise trying to make a combination and everything and when it did work out I was amazed because the results came and also after the accident I did gain my body back I also wanted to become more huge in size. Like I wanted to gain more muscle. I didn't want to stop. 
So I was there on bulking. When I bulked up, I wanted to shred the fat because I was there, which was there after the bulking. So I started making, you know, fat loss program after that for myself. And so I started just experimenting with the food and exercises and, you know, learning so much in the whole process that people started to come to me and ask, you know, like, you know, give us some tips, give it some tips for exercise, give us some tips yeah. for nutrition. And I really had such a good database of everything that I could tell them so many things. I could just keep talking about whatever they're asking. Do you, do you have so, any basic tips right now you can give us um, for for just like what not to eat or or what to eat? Or does, is, it, is it a process depending on who you are? <laughs> what kind of body body okay. you have? <laughs> so What's the uh, basics? If I, okay. I'll, I'll tell you the like most important things like which I try to say on general basis. Like if someone tries to ask me what's healthy, what's not. Okay, yeah. so here, here it goes. Um, considering nutrition, try to keep your diet on whole food. Okay. Um, mm. If you try to eat all food rather than processed food from the market, it's really going to work so good for your body because your body is made to eat the natural food. Uh, I was reading this article long back before years back. It said that, you know, our body is not yet made to digest sugar. Like we are mm -hmm. eating something which probably will be able to digest maybe after, let's say, 80 years after from today, 2020. So we would be able to digest sugar at that particular time, but still we are trying to consume sugar today. Uh -huh. So things like these are not good for our body. And um, that's the first step. Try to have whole food. Um, I wouldn't ask someone to try to go from non-vegetarian to vegetarian, from vegetarian to vegetarian, because that's completely personal preference. But according to your body goals, it very much matters what you're eating has to link with how you're training. If you're training to bulk, your food needs to say that. If your food is not saying that, you're not going to see results. Like I was, I was reading a complaint on Facebook on some uh, public page today that a lady is complaining for six months. She tried to exercise, strength training and everything. She fixed her diet a little bit, but she couldn't see results in the mirror for six months. And I was like, you wasted your six months because you didn't eat properly. Right. That's, that's how simple it is. Nutrition matters a lot. Another advice, like uh, to make it simple for everybody, if it's fat loss or if it's muscle gain, uh, it's all about calories. It's all about calorie deficits. It's all about calorie surplus. The simpler you try to understand nutrition, that's going to be your starting point. And the basics are really so strong, you'll get results immediately. It's all about that once you have got those results, if you want more, then you'll have to get into the depths. So for someone who is starting, calories is something which they can start counting. And uh, the another tip which I can give in nutrition is there is always a better replacement. There is always a better replacement. It might not taste good. It might not <laughs> seem good. Uh, but if it's better, it's better. And you can, you cannot deny that, but you can replace. So uh, if like, for example, I was talking about sugar. Uh, I don't know how crazy this might sound, but I really liked coffee. And I used to have it with sugar when I didn't know about it. So when I knew about it, now it was time to, you know, I, I need to replace it because I cannot have that dark coffee. I didn't like it. So for a replacement, I just kept thinking about it and I found honey. So nobody does. I, I don't know if somebody tries to put honey in coffee. But in my mind, all I was thinking was that I just needed some sweetness. And when I put it in coffee, like it tasted as if it had sugar. 
really like it mm. tasted as if it had sugar for me okay. so i continued with it okay. it might sound like a bad replacement but <laughs> i was replacing it with something healthy and it always turned out good hey, as so, long as it works as long as huh? it works so as long as it works as long as it works exactly yeah. and you know uh, especially like there are so many recipes on the internet that tell you that that basically tempt you um there are so many ways you can try to replace that as well like you know uh, this sounds crazy as well like uh, there is a dish called filafel so filafel and filafel and hummus it's an arabian dish but it's it's very tasty but it has lots of oil and everything mm. so the way how i found a way out of it was that for the filafel which is basically deep fried i started like i got a air fryer so i used to make it in that so it was all the contents of that like air fryer is such a good thing today and um for the hummus which is which is basically which basically has lots of oils and everything in that so the way how i found a solution for that was like i just used to take yogurt and just put the right amount of like how i'll tell this tip in short is go to the kitchen and try to cook for yourself you'll okay. find the all the replacements you need because yeah. when i wanted hummus i just started thinking that okay it's a paste and it has this kind of a taste and you yeah. can make that taste just with any spice you have like so i took yogurt and i just started adding salt and pepper and whatever i needed i also added a little turmeric just to make it a little yellow and you know some coriander powder just to make it a little bit green as well and it looked yeah. just like hummus and it tasted just like that but it was made out of yogurt right. so like you can work your way out with such good replacements as well right. so you know your taste buds you know yeah. your taste buds and you know what's healthy so you can make it so let's let's go so into this scenario be my yeah uh, awesome like, i appreciate it. sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but let's let's get into we got about 10 minutes left here real quick tell us about what you, what you use what you what you do for the person who says they don't have any time to work out there's no time i i'm busy I go to work, I got to take care of my kids. After all that, I'm tired. I I just know there's no time to work out. I I love that. I love hearing that. Seriously, if there's someone who say who loves saying these kind of things, I love it. Please come to me because that's exactly <laughs> who I'm looking for. Basically, uh I've gone through bachelor's in architecture. It's like one of the most hectic, one of the most toughest course and uh like life in college was all hectic. even when i joined the office i used to work in the office from morning 7 to evening 9 wow. and that continuous shift with with a like 2 2 hours or 3 hours break in the middle for lunch yeah so i basically had no time for fitness and initially when i joined the gym like uh, initially when i joined the office just after my graduation i didn't have time for fitness for about like 5 or 6 months where i basically started to feel all this you know sluggish and fat and you know mm. not comfortable in myself yeah and then i started to realize that okay this office life is really getting on me yeah and so i started to feel that you know this is a problem not just for me it's a problem for so many people but of course i needed the solution for myself first rather than going someone else and telling the solution so i started to identify how i can make my lifestyle healthy rather than try to fit a workout in between So I started doing so many things during the office hours after the office hours which do not need special time which do not need special like dress or something yeah. uh you can just do it anywhere anytime and it's going to work on you so that's how I started and I also managed to squeeze in a time for my gym routine I also 
learned how to manage my sleep and in this whole process i basically sorted it out for myself now it was time for me to target the other people so i took one employee from my own office i took another guy who was my friend who was having a really busy life in the office and i started to target these people and i always heard these complaints like even when i was training them for the initial first week i always heard this complaint that you know we are so busy and stuff right. but i love hearing that fact because i have made it I've I've sorted out I've sorted this out for them. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Somebody's calling me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, um, after that, also just to be sure that I am able to do this, um, when I started fitness coaching just recently, uh, I also had launched a seven-day challenge, which was basically for transformation. And believe me, um. i think six six to seven people were architects who had joined me one of them was like a commercial guy who had like internships studies traveling and all these issues so he had lots of complaints just more than busy life but mm-hmm. those guys joined me every morning for the challenge and by the end of that seven days like they were thanking me so much just for those seven days because they didn't know that it was going to be so much fun they didn't know that the exercises can be so much enjoyable Yeah. and they didn't know that they can improve their lifestyle even while being busy so if someone is busy and someone is trying to complain that how is it even possible i have the solution like i don't think someone might be busy more than working from 7 am to 9 pm like that that was my routine yeah and if someone is even more busy than that like you're most welcome i'm ready to face challenges like i <laughs> i know i can sort it out awesome awesome so let's let's yeah. we got about 6 minutes left Next is question I, I got a funny question for you here um asked a question about everybody here and I think you might have already really touched on it already but if someone wants to get into the field of obviously fitness coach being the fitness coach like like you are and getting into that field they want to be in the authority like you obviously are right now you have the experience you have you have proof of concept already with people who are already having fun doing what you what you've taught how right. can they get into this field um and and be successful at it like like you obviously are, are doing right now in helping professionals so, in this area like if someone try if someone is trying to become a fitness coach or something yeah, like that right so my advice would be something from my own experience i would say that first of all gain a lot of experience because today if you try to read from the internet it just has loads of information probably mm. if you're going to try to read something you're going to land on something wrong so mm. just in order to be sure that it's right you just have to keep learning like keep reading keep exploring and like just don't be bored about it because if it's something which you like before teaching someone else learn it properly so what i had done was i just kept exploring like one day i'm reading something the other day i'm reading completely different from that topic right. like i'm like okay that's that's something new and like just keep on reading and you'll explore what's right and also that's that's just the first step that's just the first advice secondly before trying to teach someone else your own body is like the best canvas on which you can practice that first i have basically gone from skinny to bulk so many times like from skinny to bulk i've gone twice one was initially when i started and second was when i had the accident the rest of it was me switching between fat bulk shredded and all of these things i have experimented on myself so many times 
just trying to see which program works best like there was one time when i was taking up this challenge how quickly can i lose fat so i basically became fat when i was in 2017 like because of unhealthy unhealthy eating habits and uh, on 2017 beginning i decided that okay i'll lose this fat immediately like as soon as possible and when i got onto it when i started working onto it i made my own uh, nutrition plan and everything and i started working on it within within 11 days i lost 14 kilos which sounds completely unreal for some mm-hmm. it sounds completely unhealthy but i was in the best shape feeling most energetic and there were no complaints in my medical health so an advice for someone who's trying to become a fitness coach first is going to be explore as much as possible keep reading keep enhancing your knowledge second is going to be uh, practice make things practical not just theoretical don't just keep reading stuff to tell somebody else practice it on yourself or practice it on your friends if it's safe of course and um, thirdly is going to be like thirdly the advice is going to be most important like be gradual don't try to expect that you can become a fitness coach because you learned so much you practice so many you make your own programs and stuff you're going to become a great fitness coach that's not true it's all mm-hmm. going to be gradual start mm-hmm. showing your results to people just try to coach two or three people if they're coming to you don't be disheartened that you have so less people uh, it's all going to be a gradual process so have your patience in check have your positivity in check and be determined I love it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And we 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 but we're very up against it right now. So just uh-huh. really quick tell people who, who, like where we can find you um online to to connect with you further. Uh if someone is trying to connect with me you can surely find me on Instagram. I go by the IG handle which is v.s_ironfit. It's it's there on the screen I guess. And also you can email me at uh vishal vishal s o n i ft at the rate gmail.com so okay. that's going to be my email and um that's that's what i'm doing currently and um like i shouldn't miss saying this out but all the experiences which i've talked about since my childhood have taught me many lessons and most of them are about how to be happy in your life so the way how i try to give fitness coaching is not just by giving you a fitness plan uh which is workout and nutrition I'm going to be there with you in that program most probably I would be doing the transformation with you at that time and I'm going to be checking your mindset I'm going to be checking your emotional state if it's any problem I'm going to be your friend basically more than a coach so you can rely on me in many more ways just than workout or nutrition other than that as well yeah I love it I love it incredible dude amazing stuff here um it's just incredible i know we had some, we had some time issues where you glad you got right. you on here to tell your story this right. incredible story um incredible knowledge here on being healthy and mentally fit and just the perseverance of your story is just amazing i i i'm just honored to have you on here thank you and um if you want more trainings like this we do weekly trainings like this to help you develop your authority like uh like my friend Vishal is an incredible authority on, on, on not just an experience and just people of doing you know getting results from people uh we want to help you do that as well we do weekly trainings here and at, at the authority builders academy jump in there it's free um and free free trainings all, all every, every week so please join us there as well and uh i don't know if we had anything else anything else to add do you have anything else to add before we go Vishal? are we good to go 
I would just like to thank you for getting me on your show. Thank you for giving me a chance to share it with everybody. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you so much. And this is a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project.